It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. First came the accusations. Will the Prime Minister tell the House whether there was a party in Downing Street on the 13th of November? Prime Minister. Mr Speaker, no, but I'm sure that whatever happened, uh, the guidance was followed and the rules were followed at all times. Then came the results of the Sue Gray report. Did parties actually take place in Downing Street during lockdown? Earlier today, Sue Gray published her final report, which I commissioned to get to the bottom of things and to set the record straight. And I'm grateful to her for her work. She's identified a number of failings, some official, some political, and some that I accept are entirely my own, for which I take full responsibility. After that came the admission of culpability. Uh, Today I've received a fixed penalty notice from the Metropolitan Police relating to an event in Downing Street on the 19th of June 2020 and let me say immediately that I've paid the fine and I once again offer a full apology. Followed by questions about lying to Parliament. But now, after a lengthy inquiry by the Privileges Committee, which started almost a year ago, it's been found that former PM Boris Johnson did deliberately mislead Parliament over Partygate. Mr Johnson has called the committee a kangaroo court and dramatically quit as MP on Friday after receiving its verdict. So, what are the key points from this report? Is this the end for Boris Johnson's political career? What potential repercussions could he face? And what will the public make of this conclusion? The Evening Standard's chief political correspondent, Rachel Burford, has been pouring through the report. So, Rachel, what are the key points of interest from this report? Yeah, so the Privileges Committee this morning released this really long, 30,000-word, very damning report into how Boris Johnson misled Parliament um, repeatedly and deliberately over Partygate and parties in Downing Street and across Whitehall. They're pretty withering findings, to be honest. They found five grounds on which Mr Johnson misled the Commons. And really centrally to that is claiming COVID rules and guidance were followed at all times in number 10 when they clearly weren't. 
you know, they said that he deliberately misled the House, deliberately misled the committee, you know, breached confidence and um, was complicit in a campaign of abuse and attempted intimidation of the committee when they announced that um, they were going to be investigating him. Boris has slammed the report, really. Um, Branding it um, deranged, essentially. In his kind of characteristically colourful language, he said um, it's intended to be the final knife thrust in a protracted political assassination. The committee are also extremely annoyed about his reaction to the report as well. They've said he's, uh, you know, branding them a kangaroo court and things like that. They've said that is unacceptable and uh, his, you know, his conduct is not befitting a member of parliament. That's it. And I understand, you know, the repercussions would have been a 90 day suspension if he was still an MP, but a 10 day suspension would have been enough to cause a by-election. Can you just sort of explain that process, but also the, the potential repercussions that could face Boris Johnson now? I mean, does it become a legal thing? How exactly does that work? So he, he's quit as an MP, so he's not going to face any um, recall petition, which is what would have happened had he been suspended for, nine, uh, for 10 days or more. I think the 90 days that he's got, I think he was obviously going to get over 10 days, which is why he resigned in sort of fury last week. So we were expecting quite a hefty sort of suspension period for him. But um, 90 days is a lot. I think it's I mean, it's, it's unprecedented for a prime minister to get that much. Um, I think the only other MP that's ever got more than that was Keith Vaz, who was um, suspended for six months for expressing willingness to purchase cocaine from sex workers. So I think this is a really unprecedented suspension from Parliament that he would have faced. But obviously, he's not going to face a recompetition because he's already quit. The Tory party are going to be choosing their candidate for his Uxbridge seat tonight, I believe, late tonight. So that'll be announced later this evening. And um, he's gone. So, I mean, now, obviously, he faces not having his parliamentary pass. That is sort of something that's quite, um, you know, important thing that MPs have. It's, you know, something that's quite a a perk that you get. You can still take people into parliament um, even after you're not an MP. So I understand on Monday, the House of Commons will need to approve the report. What does that mean officially? And are there any next steps after that? So it's believed, it hasn't been officially confirmed yet, I don't think, but um, it's believed that MPs will be asked to approve or reject the Partygate report. They'll just get a straightforward vote on whether to approve or reject the long report and, um, and its recommendations. I think they'll be asked just a really simple question does the House of Commons approve the report from the Committee of Privileges? And then they'll be asked to vote on that. I mean, the most severe recommendation in the report is this three-month suspension, which is not valid anyway now because Boris Johnson has resigned. Let's take a break now. Before we go to the ads, the Evening Standards hosting a two-day event in London to help young people with education and career choices. Here's David Marsland to tell you more. The Evening Standard's Step Up Expo is coming to Olympia, London, the first of its kind in the UK for teens' education, careers and life choices. It's two days of inspirational speakers and the opportunity to meet people doing the jobs you want to do. Want to be an airline pilot? Get help from British Airways. Want to work in finance? PwC's on hand. Want to be an opera singer? to the Royal Opera House. And there are so many more opportunities from robotics engineers to florists along with leaders from top universities. More than 40 speakers include Radio 1's Jack Saunders. It's all free on Friday the 30th of June and Saturday 1st of July. Go to stepupexpo.co.uk for more information. 
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. So, Rachel, yesterday I spoke with a, a Grenfell survivor who criticised the amount of effort that went into the Partygate investigations compared with Grenfell. Does this inquiry seem like a normal amount of effort for this kind of investigation? Or is it a case of there's nothing really to compare it to? Yeah, so it's a really good question. Obviously, there have been a lot of reports. We've heard so much about Partygate since the allegations first came out. In, you know, 2021, you know, we've had the Sue Gray report, we've had the long-going Met Police investigation, and now we've got this huge 30,000-word Privileges Committee report. And I think there is a bit of, among the public, fatigue about Partygate. But I think from the MP's point of view, one of the worst things an MP can do is lie to Parliament. And the idea that Boris Johnson was Prime Minister and then deliberately misled Parliament repeatedly is a very sort of severe crime in the eyes of a lot of MPs because you know MPs cannot properly scrutinise the government on decisions if they're not getting the correct information. And the idea that a prime minister would stand at the dispatch box and mislead MPs is sort of unheard of, really. And as you mentioned, people are a bit fatigued with Partygate news, with COVID news. But do you, do you think this report will resonate with people or will resonate with some people at least? I think, I mean, it will resonate in the fact that, you know, Boris Johnson, it was only 2019, the end of 2019, where he won that absolutely massive majority, you know, 80 seat majority. So this has been an unbelievably quick downfall for a prime minister. Um, he was a very popular figure, you know, former mayor of London, London MP and a very, very popular prime minister in 2019. And I think the way that he has seen this sort of this fall from grace is totally unprecedented. So I think that will resonate with people. I do think the public are a little fatigued, a little bored with COVID news now. I think what we've got to remember is, you know, our courts correspondent has been reporting on all these people that are still facing COVID fines from years ago, you know, massive fines, £10,000 at a time. All these cases are still going through the court system. So I think we have to remember that, that, you know, this is something that is still going on. um, And it did have a huge impact on a lot of people's lives. Earlier today, Conservative MP Tobias Elwood came out saying that the party now feels disappointed and angry at Boris. Does this report mark the end for Boris Johnson, at least in the sort of political sphere? Well, 
I think a lot of people do think so. I mean, it's it's very damning. It's it's long. It you know it shows he had contempt for Parliament. I mean, there's um, witnesses in there that say there was just flagrant rule breaking going on in Downing Street, and um, I think there'll be a lot of MPs that will say, well, he can't possibly come back after this. You know, Rishi Sunak is facing three by-elections. Got one in Boris's seat. Got Nigel Adams and Nadine Doris. Although Nadine Doris has not actually resigned properly yet, so you know we're going to have to see the results of those. This is something that's going to be over, you know, overshadowing government business for quite a while. I think, even though you know, it's it's sort of it's the start of the end. If you see what I mean? There is going to be sort of an it overshadowing government for a while, but I think I can't see a way of Boris making a comeback after this. And are there any more sort of political grenades Boris can throw? Well, <laughs> you know, so we already saw um, yesterday the allegations about Bernard Jenkins, who is probably the most senior Conservative MP on the Privileged Committee, the allegations that um, he attended a lockdown birthday party himself. I imagine he's not going to want to go quietly. It was always rumoured that Boris Johnson would want to make her come back after being ousted as Prime Minister. I can't see him wanting to to go quietly, although, you know, he's obviously he's got another baby on the way. He's moved out of London. I think he, you know, he's got a he's got a life outside politics. He's making a lot of money, doing speeches and things. But it's hard to say at the moment whether or not this will be the end for Boris Johnson, I think. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.